0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. China Stories How a Chinese Double Amputee Finally summited Everest by Zhang Xiaopeng Narrated by Nandini Vankata. Many climbers dreaming of Mount Everest have the same question. What does the summit look like? Xia Boyu knows the answer. On May 14, 2018, three months after suing the Nepalese government, the 69-year-old double amputee reached the peak, becoming the first Chinese climber with artificial limbs to scale avarice. The Nepalese government had lifted its ban on double amputees, along with blind and solo climbers attempting to scale the world's highest mountain. Two weeks ago, I watched the documentary called To the Summit. One scene from the film is etched in my mind. Xia, who had just won his lawsuit, was gathering his climbing equipment with an excitement rivaling that of a child on the way to Disneyland. He said... I had already reached the summit many times in my dreams, but because I hadn't actually been there, I didn't know what it was like. Sometimes there was a ladder or a shop on the peak. After I'd actually reached the peak, the dream stopped. Really? I asked. Yes, really, he replied. Focused on the next step. In 1975, the professional climber lost both feet to frostbite. That's after giving his sleeping bag to a Tibetan climbing mate at a camp 7,600 meters above sea level. Soon after, lying in a hospital bed in Beijing, Xia's feet turned completely black. For a year after the accident, he locked himself up at home, unwilling to talk to anyone Even eating seemed pointless. He had reached rock bottom. The words of a foreign prosthesis specialist saved Xia's life. When he told the climber that with prosthetics, his life could return to normal and that he might even be able to realise his dream of reaching the peak of Mount Everest. Xia said, Everyone thought it was a white lie because it seemed impossible, but I believed it. I was sure that he wouldn't lie to me. Although he had lost his feet, he never lost sight of his dreams. When climbing, Xia is always focused on the next step and never looks to see what is around him. He was not aware of the famous Hillary step on the southeastern ridge until the guide told him about it and he didn't know what way he had taken to the peak until he watched the film of his climb. Many extreme sports enthusiasts would use so-called purity to describe their interests, or as the American climber Tommy Cadwell chose to describe it, free climbing is simply using one's body, primarily fingers and toes for upward progress, truly climbing without relying on direct aid from the equipment to hoist oneself up. Some purists believe that climbing Mount Everest using oxygen is cheating, but Xia doesn't care. I once heard a story of a climber who climbed Mount Everest alone and without oxygen, but he always felt that someone was walking alongside him. When you are above 7,620 meters, you have entered Everest's so-called death zone. Here, severe hypoxia may cause a high-altitude pulmonary edema or high-altitude cerebral edema. The latter is not as common, but it is more fatal. I asked Xia, is it not uncommon that people who get hypoxia hallucinate? Have you ever experienced that? Sia said no. As he puts it, It is not 1975 anymore. In recent years, he has always taken oxygen cylinders with him when climbing Mount Everest. That year, he stayed for two days and three nights at an altitude of 8,600 meters without oxygen. In fact, he did not even know it was an option. We were 20 in our group, and we only had a few oxygen tanks for emergencies, he said. Once, at an altitude of 8,400 meters, Wu Zongyu, the deputy political commissar of the China climbing team and the head of the task force, told Xia to untie their ropes and move forward. Unexpectedly, this was the moment when they parted forever. Xia said he was the climbing mate who died closest to me. In my later attempts, Four or five teammates lost their lives along the way. Almost half a century has passed, but the memories are still painful. When Xia was young, he was so fired up that people called him the fire chief. Perhaps, consciously or not, it was this nickname that led him to ignore hidden dangers, such as when he offered his sleeping bag to his mate, a decision that changed his life for forever. I asked him if he had ever thought about what happened to the climber who accepted his sleeping bag. The question seemed to take Xia by surprise. He said, After my injury, I was sent back to Beijing. He was a nomad and went back to Tibet. In those days, we didn't have cell phones. But I have spoken to him once since then. He suffers from dementia now. As long as you come back. As of April 2021, 5,788 climbers have reached the top of Mount Everest. Xia was the 4,862nd. According to 2017 statistics from the non-profit organization Himalayan Database, Mount Everest has witnessed 17,704 attempts to summit and 290 climbers have died on its rock faces. Among those who have reached the summit, very few have had disabilities, and their death rate is more than four times that of able-bodied climbers. In 2018, as he was preparing for his summit climb at Number 5 camp at an elevation of 8,400 metres, Xiao was overwhelmed by a sense of guilt towards his family to the point where he could not hold back tears. That climbing Mount Everest is extremely dangerous is a well-known fact. Before each trip, his wife, Ma Yi, told him, I don't care if you reach the summit or not as long as you come back. At first, he didn't really understand the meaning of these words. After many trips, he had accepted the possibility that he might not come back. Sha said, climbers must accept this. I have never considered changing to a less dangerous sport. Never. I am a climber, and I always will be. He added, some of my climber friends are unmarried, which is a bit surprising since they're not young. Oh, we got divorced because she asked me to abandon climbing, is what some of my friends would say. Each family has its own problems. In 2008, Shad decided to sell one of his houses in Beijing to raise money for climbing. His wife disagreed, but in the end, the house was sold. Currently, a Mount Everest climb costs between 28,000 and 85,000 US dollars, That covers transportation fees from Kathmandu or Lhasa, board and lodging expenses, fees for tents at camps, fees for Sherpa guides, and oxygen cylinders. A customized service costs at least 115,000 US dollars. The Nepalese call Mount Everest Sugamatha, meaning Mother Goddess of the World. Between 2013 and 2018, Sia made five attempts to scale her. His first four failed. He said, I'm really thankful for Mount Everest, and I thank heaven for having blessed me. I reached the summit on a bright and still day. If the wind had come half an hour early on that day, I wouldn't have been able to make it. I stayed at the summit for just over 10 minutes, and then a snowstorm came. How strong can the snowstorms be at the summit of Everest? John Krakauer, a climber and author, gave an example. At 2,130 meters, he had heard a loud roar from the peak at 8,848 meters, which he described as being deafening as the noise of a Boeing which he described as being as deafening as the noise of a Boeing 747. Xia thought that the sound was more like the explosion of an atom bomb. In 2016, he was only 94 meters away from the summit. He said, I would have been able to reach the summit in just over an hour, but the wind made it impossible. It blew up snow so that I couldn't see anything more than a meter away. It was a really hard blow. I was 67 and I had lost my feet. I thought it was my last chance to climb Mount Everest. If I had been alone, I would have ignored the risk and gone for the peak, he recalled. Even if I would not have been able to go back down, at least I would have reached the summit. I was willing to risk my own life. Descending from less than 100 meters below the peak required careful judgment. In his autobiography, Xia wrote, I only had one or two minutes to think about it. Xia always tried to keep a clear line between moderate enthusiasm and reckless fantasism when ascending the peak. What kept him clear headed was his consideration for the safety of others. For example, in 2016, the five Sherpa guides were all in their 20s, some of them not married yet. I couldn't risk their lives for the sake of my own dreams, he explained. Fun and horror. According to studies carried out by Massachusetts General Hospital in 2008, 1.3% of people who tried to climb Everest are deemed to have little chance of returning as they leave the camp. During his attempts, Shah witnessed many horrific scenes. He saw tents getting tossed high into the air by an avalanche, throwing people off the mountain to their deaths. Another time, 16 alpine guides were buried in crevices after an earthquake. That's what climbing at this level is like. With the fun comes horror. After seeing how there are always new climbers Dreaming of reaching the top, Xia believes that climbing has turned into a religion. He mentioned his mixed feelings about Mount Everest in an interview with Time magazine three years ago. He said, I hate Everest. It took my legs from me. But deep inside, he remains fascinated by the irritating and adventurous process of climbing. Therefore, after conquering Mount Everest, he has not stopped climbing the highest mountains of all seven continents, and exploring the North and South Poles are now on his bucket list. He realized his plan to reach the peaks of the highest mountain in Europe, Mount Elbrus, as well as the highest mountain in South America, Aconcagua. Had it not been for COVID-19, he would have spent most of his time preparing to reach the next peak on his list. So far, a total of 20 people with disabilities have reached the summit of Mount Everest. Interestingly, it is Americans, often considered less passionate when it comes to climbing, that make up nearly half of the list. As early as 1998, Tom Whitaker, an American who lost his right foot in a car accident, reached the peak. Xia is classified as a disabled climber, not only because he is a double amputee, but also a lymphoma survivor. After failing to reach the summit in 2016, the doctor ordered him to stop climbing and told him that if he did not stop, he would develop new thrombi, and the previous ones might spread to his heart and brain. If that were to happen, there would be no chance of saving him. As if to get permission to continue climbing, He went to another hospital, and there he met a doctor who understood him. In addition to physical limitations, people with disabilities trying to climb Mount Everest can also face moral pressure. Xia is no exception, even if he is a professional climber with years of experience. This is the reason why Nepal issued a ban. In 2006, a frostbitten New Zealand mountaineer, Mark Inglis, had to be carried down from a height of 8,000 meters by a Sherpa guide at the risk to the guide's safety. There are many such tales about the tolls on the guides. One Sherpa orphan said that his father died in the Khumbu Icefall in the 1960s while carrying luggage for an expedition. In 1970, his mother died of heart failure, also while carrying luggage. Three of his siblings also passed away and he was adopted by a European family while his younger sister was adopted by a family in the US. Against the idea. After Xia lost his legs, his mother was the first to support his continuous attempts. In 1975, in the Beijing hospital, Xia's mother, who had just experienced the loss of her husband, saw Xia lying with bandages on his feet she suddenly stirred up, tears running down her face. After a moment's silence, she said, I'm going to ask the doctor to give my feet to you. It is one thing to encourage a child to dream, but it is something else to hope that they will chase those risky dreams. Many years later, Xiao gradually realized that his mother's real intention in encouraging him to climb was to reawaken his will to live. Shia recalled, I didn't know what I would be able to do in the future. That year, thoughts such as this bothered him more than questions of what the peak of Mount Everest would be like. In addition to thinking about when they will make it to the top, the families of climbers also worry about what to do if they want to do it again. This has happened before. Dave Hahn from the United States reached the summit of Everest a total of 15 times, the most for a non-Nepalese climber. The Nepalese mountain climber Kami Rita Sherpa holds the record for most ascents at 25 times. After Shia returned from Nepal in 2016, almost all his relatives and friends, including his younger brother, were against the idea of giving it another try. Xia said, when I told them that I wanted to try again, nobody understood why, and nobody supported me. Before climbing, I study the mountain. What season is best suited for climbing? What are the most difficult parts? What kind of guide do I need, he said. Hence, he cannot understand why some commercial climbing companies allow customers without any climbing experience to climb Mount Everest as long as they pay for it. For example, there is a company in Kathmandu called Seven Summit Treks, which has no requirements for the age and physical strength of its customers, as long as they have the financial might, or 130,000 US dollars, to experience what it is like to stand on the highest place on the planet. Xia said, I think it is very irresponsible He almost got a bit worked up before continuing. China does well in this regard. Chinese people who want to climb Mount Everest must provide proof of climbing experience before they're allowed to sign up. Before every departure to Mount Everest, Sha would tell his family what insurance he had bought, his passwords, and how much is needed for his utility bills. He knows when to stop. In June 2018, Time interviewed Sha was resting in the hospital after his triumph over Mount Everest. His cheeks were severely frostbitten and he slumped in the bed in the ragged ward pyjamas. The reporter asked, maybe a return to the roof of the world? Xia said, no way, perhaps somewhere else. I'm never going back to Mount Everest again. This brought great relief to his whole family. In February 2019, 70-year-old Xia's achievement was named the sporting moment of the year at the Loras World Sports Awards, making him the fourth Chinese person to win the award. That's after basketball star Yao Ming, the Olympic medalist hurler Liu Xiang, and tennis champion Li Na. At the end of the documentary, To the Summit, Xia said, I like climbing. Enjoying the fun of climbing while avoiding giving it too much meaning allows him to focus on the present and quickly rid himself of the shadow of the mountain after conquering it. In other words, it enables him not to dwell too much on what happened in the past and helps him realize the importance of starting over. For me, it's normal if you fail to reach the peak. And I'll conquer it one day as long as the mountain's still there. These are a great summary of Xia Boyu's wisdom.